to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 190 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. Welcome along to our weekly podcast of randomness, technology, and life. Here we are in the garage, in the podcast studio, Saturday morning. I think I've had too much tea. <laughs> and I don't think I've had enough sleep. Um, actually, that's, it's an age thing, I thought. So I don't mind getting up at 3.45 in the morning, which is when my alarm goes off. Um, getting to work for 4.30, all good. Yep. Um, but I'm so buggered at night. I uh, Yeah, I'm a bit like that as well. So sometimes when I work mornings early, start at 5.30 in the morning, and then at night I'm completely tired and people you know, realize that I'm not a night person. I get tired really quickly. But when you think about it, especially for you as well, the amount of hours you're awake when other people aren't, yeah, there's no surprise that, you know, 8 o'clock, 8.30 at night, it's really late and you're like, I, oh my God. I, I was in sleep. bed, you know, dozing off and the landline rang at uh, 8 o'clock last night. I'm getting up at this time of night to answer the phone. And then I went, was yeah, it? I suppose 8 o'clock isn't late for most people. No. So you didn't answer it at all? <laughs> no, I just turned over and went back to sleep. <laughs> I had, a, I had a, vi- uh, a voicemail yesterday left on my phone while I was on my mobile to someone else. And I checked it and it sounded like a really confused woman going, hello? <laughs> and then that was it. So I don't know what that was about. Also, when I rung someone last night, uh, it sounded like as it was ringing, there was some sort of scrambled, jumbled voice going, and then it stopped, and then the phone started ringing. So good times. Yeah, talking of phones, I get phone calls all the time at work, and it's really frustrating. So I'm a buyer. Because you don't know when they're coming. You don't know what it's about or how long it's going to take to solve. Yeah. And you can't turn off the phone, can you? Yeah, no, not not at work. Uh, Not the work phone. But it's... Because I'm the buyer, right? So I buy things for Gilmore's. So people ring up all the time and they go, hello, you have uh, delivered the wrong thing to our bakery. Uh, And it's like, I I, I don't know who you are. I don't know. What you're on about, really. I don't know. I can't even access the orders. How do they get put through to you, though? They go through to the auto thing. And I've told Dane, I'm like, can you get rid of menu buyer because they think oh yeah i buy something and they hit and buy it i said can you put something like um if you're a supplier wanting to get hold of us press two you know or and or something like that whatever it is so um yeah it's just frustrating because you want to help right but i can't i i can't even see the orders that go in the system that's right stuff and i don't know the truck drivers who who went where or whatever anyway that's Hey, talking of truck drivers, shout out to Jamie for commenting on our Facebook post. Yes, I uh, commented back actually this morning uh, when I woke up um, because I put it off. At this point, Jamie, at the time of recording, I still haven't booked everything. I'm booking it this afternoon. Be great to catch up for a beer, mate. Um, I'll be over in Noosa. I think I'm, oh, well, got to book the Late October, yeah, right? Yeah, 23rd of October, I think I'll be there coming back about the. Um, about the thirtieth, or just and we, before, and one of the comments that he left was, "We we did have a, I did have a brief think about recording something for change, fixing the washing machine, but it was actually such a simple fix, um, nothing happened of it. But uh, it was and good. he got it working well. I, I've got to use it today, and I thought, right, I'll do that. 
after the podcast. That's right. It works well. <laughs> the other thing in the podcast studio, I managed to get rid of all the polystyrene. Yes. How did that go? Because I wasn't here. Um, she, she was an interesting lady. I thought she uh, might be. Someone, uh, so I used the website. She's, then she's going, where did you get all this from? I need some. Because she does crafts or something. She wants a pack of crafts when she sells them. Oh. And I was like. I have no recollection of where I got it. I think most of it I got from Health 2000 when I was working there. Yeah, maybe. I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. So I used the website freecycle.org. I listed the big stack of polystyrene, and uh, this woman says, yes, I want it. And then I had to get Chris to be here for that because I was working. Yeah, so I missed, uh, skipped a gym session for that. So, But that's all right. We got rid of the polystyrene. And the listeners are probably going, why did you have a big stack of polystyrene? Well, it's because Chris is what they term a hoarder. <laughs> the, the new, yeah, the newfangled term hoarder. <laughs> we, should, we should have a hoarder segment of Chris and you can just pull out something. <laughs> There's plenty of stuff in here. Jeez. Um, but I actually brought the polystyrene home because we had been making a web series uh, based on Star Wars, uh, which didn't last very long. Um, no. But I thought polystyrene would be great to shape and make for set design and that sort of stuff. And these were big blocks of polystyrene. We had, um, when you stacked it up, it was almost the size of a desk, basically. Yeah. So next, week, next week, I'm going to list the um, couple of hundred egg cartons. Well, we were going to make a soundproof uh, booth for our uh, podcast studio, um, but yeah, <laughs> so we got a couple of hundred or so egg cartons, egg cartons and trays, both. And uh, trays. And someone's going to go. Someone's going to think it's Christmas when I list them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I look forward to that. All we'll right. sort that out. So that was good. Um, this Do you know the US is now allowing, they've passed the law that it's okay. Actually, I'm not sure if it's a state-by-state state thing or if it was uh, um, across the nation, but 3D printing guns is all right. It's not illegal to 3D print guns. Can you see any problems with that? Not at all, not at all. Because not- if you kill somebody with a 3D printed gun, how does anybody know... Oh, what's the murder weapon? Well, I threw it in the fire, so good luck with that. It mounted. But one of the cool things with uh, allowing them to print 3D guns, they should be able to make them so um, metal detectors won't pick them up. Yes, yes. So uh, um, as long as your bullets are sort of disguised as something, you should be fine. Although I suppose you can use plastic bullets, eh? If they hit hard enough, they're still going to... Um yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's something out there. But uh, I know that a normal, I'm pretty certain, a uh, your average consumer-grade 3D printer, printed gun, uh, they have made before, and I think it can only fire like one or two bullets, and then it's yeah. stuck. Yeah, so it's really good, only really good for assassinations. So maybe it's just so that they can get rid of Trump. Speaking of Trump, oh. Every, everyone's favourite president. Okay, I moved my arm and I turned my volume right down. Uh so you've heard, you were across the the latest the Cohen tape. Uh, I heard that there's a tape. Yeah, That's so about it. his lawyer taped a conversation with him and Trump talking about paying off uh, McDougal, the um, Playboy model that um, uh, Trump had had a, a year longer relation allegedly had a year longer re- relationship with um, while Melania was pregnant or just after Melania gave birth to. 
his son Baron. at the same yep. time as he had the fling with Stormy Daniels. Oh, just it, it, oh, it's, it's, it's just gross. Me eh? It's super <laughs> yeah. gross. It's yeah, making me feel. Think about no, that. Eh? Mis- and she looks quite nice. This uh, McDoodle chick, like, you, you know, know so power, like, and, oh. power and money make but you anyway, do silly so things. Cohen releases tape. So this was pr- this was evidence that the uh, FBI got from Cohen's uh, offices, and then it's like, oh, this is privileged. It's attorney-privileged information. But um, Trump's lawyers said put it out in the domain, apparently, so they could get uh, get it out there because they thought it would be more dangerous if it was kept quiet. Oh, okay. Right. And they put a spin on it. But the biggest question that or one it hasn't, of the, one it of hasn't the big, been released yet, eh? It is. I've oh. listened to it several times. Way too many times. Um <laughs> so because I just listen to these things at work. So um but one of the more interesting questions is why? Why would Cohen, a lawyer, tape his conversations with his client? Now the obvious thing is he knows Donald is dodgy and is worried that one day he's going to get insurance. He wants that insurance so policy. So he's got the insurance policy. But one of the more novel ones, novel reasons that I, this is what I wanted to bring up because I think it's hilarious, um, is oh, I've forgotten the guy who wrote the book Trump Nation. Um, but he he wrote a book about Trump. He's I think it's Kirk or something like that. His name. Um, he he uh, wrote a book with Trump about Trump. And Trump sued him, uh, which was a big mistake on Trump's part because this author then got to um, look at Trump's tax returns oh. in in court. He's not allowed to talk about line items or talk about that, but he's he's seen it all because he legally Trump had to show him because yeah. of the deposition. So Trump's not going to be doing that again. Um, but um, one of the things they said, he said every time he interviewed Trump or whatever, Trump would say um, – Hang on, you don't mind if I record this? And he'd lean behind his desk and press a button to record everything they said every time. Um, like the, he said it was like a James Bond Ernst Blofeld <laughs> yeah, yeah. moment. You know, you don't mind if I uh, record this conversation, do you? And then he'd lean over, and you can just see Trump doing that. Um, so in this thing, he asked Trump, right? So where's these tapes from? And and when you kept when you kept um, recording. recording us, he goes, oh. I didn't actually have a button. I didn't actually have a tape machine. I just pretended to every time because um, because I thought that reporters would be more honest if they thought they were being taped. And it's like, but why didn't you buy a system? Because, you know, you're a billionaire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not spending money on this. So for 20 years or something, Donald Trump's been pretending to tape people. Are you surprised his lawyer tapes you back? That's right. <laughs> uh, so Trump Nation was by Timothy O'Brien. Oh, that's the guy's name, O'Brien. I know why. Quirk. Yep, O'Brien. So you, I, I put it in here why multitasking is sometimes wrong, and this is because of something you did this week. Oh, Really? Yeah, let's cook. You see, you're cooking dinner and then you decided to do something else. <laughs> well, you know, you get boring watching pasta boil. I mean, you know, so- this is top line. <laughs> this is next step away from the, the, uh, the steam cooker, rice cooker thing. Well, yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting for pasta to boil, boil, boil. A uh, bit of hair over my ear there. That's really annoying me. Uh, grab the clippers, go in the bathroom, cut my hair. As you do. Uh, 
pasta was overdone by the time I got back to it. Like, it's horrible. Anyway. So don't don't cook cut your hair while you're cooking well, your dinner, thing, even the, if it's in different rooms. Well, I know, but I mean, the thing <laughs> with that was you had this giant patch of hair that you oh, missed, that's and right. it was sticking out, and I was like, what have you done? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, and I had to go and tidy that up. I think it's all tidied up now. It's all right. It's just annoying. Uh, so, yeah, well, that's because my Asian uh, $10 hairdresser dude isn't there anymore, because they've shut that whole thing down. Yeah, what's that getting turned into? It's big off. No, that that. Uh, so it's called Hamilton Central. Um, where Kmart is. No, that's, Kmart is. They're putting massive offices in. Big companies going in there. Oh, really? Uh, or, organization. Okay. Yeah. So different. they shut down the whole thing, and I used to use the Asian uh, dude there. He was a bit creepy, but you know. Chris Eyes are activated with a, the creepy. <laughs> he was creepy. He had some nice hairdressing uh, um, uh, employees, which made me a little creepy, probably. But I bet um, that, I bet he made sure that he dealt with you every time. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> uh, hey, I was cheap. There was a story from America you showed me about this uh, badass granny who uh, <laughs> took on a bobcat. So if, uh, I'm sure I've mentioned Seth Meyers um, before. He does a segment called Clo- A Closer Look. Um, I don't think this was A Closer Look, though. This was something different. Um, and uh, he has a show. I forgot. What, Late Night. Late Night with Seth Meyers, I think his show is called, in the States. Very funny guy. But this one was classic. So he goes, yeah. <laughs> Because they're pretty um, jaded in the US, I think you'd say, with this whole Trump and everything's all about Trump. He goes, I want to tell you a story that's not about Trump. It's amazing. This granny is outside and she gets attacked by a rabid, not joking, rabid, a bobcat with rabies. And um, the bobcat attacks her and she choked it to death. She killed the bobcat. But not only did she do that... Yep. The um her granddaughter was asleep at the time, so she made no sound as she killed this bobcat that attacked her. This rabid bobcat that attacked her in her driveway. But not only that, she broke four fingers while she was killing this bobcat. That's and right. made no sound. That's right. She is actually, I've just learned, she is a daughter-in-law of a bobcat trapper. Oh. So there we go. Oh, I didn't know that. That wasn't that wasn't in the comedy news. Um, yeah. we, we should link to that uh, actually, bobcat story because it's hilarious. It's interesting, though, because the story I'm reading here on the New York Post, she held onto it until it was subdued. Then her son showed up and stabbed it four or five times to death. Oh. Okay. Uh, fake news. Seth Myers, what are you doing? You're making a liar out of me live on on the air. God damn it. That's right. Can we edit that out? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Another case of Chris not doing enough research. No, no. I, I think you did do enough research. It's just when you have to look at alternative news sources, you find out there's all different stories. Hey, um, <laughs> actual news you mean? In this apparently, case. <laughs> apparently, a remake of Home Alone has been greenlit to get made, and it's going to be called Stoned Alone. And it's uh, Ryan Reynolds has been given the okay to make this film. What? Yeah. And it's basically going to follow a similar storyline to the original Home Alone, and it's about stoners. I could actually see that. 
that I can see the paranoia of. Being I, I read it online, it. and one of the first comments was somewhere in LA or wherever. Um, Seth. Um, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is screaming at himself for not coming up with the idea. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be involved. I'm sure he'll end up finding a way to get involved. But since that news broke, I saw another news story about Home Alone. And one, there's all these theories about how that family could have so many kids live in a fancy home and just, you know, leave in that. And the, this theory is really good. It's just come out. This guy wrote all about it. Basically, his dad is something to do with the mob. He's like a mob boss. And that explains pretty much how they've got money, why the kids are all scared of everything, why that house has been targeted by the other two, and why the kids have no problems dealing uh, damage to these robbers and hurting them. What was that one with um, Robert De Niro, the mob boss in, um, it's set in, was it France or Italy? Oh, uh, yeah, we watched that. I can't so it's remember. something called the, the Family, the Something Family. Or The Family. The Family, maybe? Yeah. Anyway. It was a really good film. Recommend it. Actually, the other one, did we mention last week we watched The Accountant? The Accountant was good. Yeah. (laughs) It's good fun. Yeah. um, And uh, it it brought to mind a, um, so The Accountant is, what's the guy's name? Ben Affleck. Oh, Matt ben. Damon, Ben Affleck. Oh my I always, God. always get the two of them mixed yeah, up. Yeah, because they're so similar looking, Chris. So similar looking. Yeah, they're both young. Um, <coughs> so anyway, it's that one. The Affleck one, um, and he <laughs> he he plays a uh, autistic autistic. Okay, like, Chris. Autonomous. No, that's not the word. Autistic. Okay, Chris gets autistic there in the accountant. End. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna shut up now. Um, what? What? This this looks a bit more political. Actually, I saw the headline, but I didn't know. So basically, the story's come out that Margaret Thatcher liked Muldoon and not David Longy and didn't like that we went nuclear free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the deal. Those those records uh, have just come out. And it, it it's not really that great a thing to be talking about the podcast, but it just took me back, right? So Muldoon was the prime minister when I was growing up in school. Okay. And um, I think I think Dad liked him. I can't remember, but I thought he was all right. But then I... Uh, McFarlane and Gadsby was the TV program where they used to roast everybody. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. And uh, I remember that was the first um, parody song I ever made was about Rob Muldoon. Because there was a... That you made or they made? I made. Uh, for, Hang on. For a school production. Hang on. So is there a history of Chris making parody songs about things that we don't know about? <laughs> yeah. And is there tape and footage <laughs> of this somewhere? Yeah, but there was this, it was an ad at the time with the railways. Um, those men who worked the railways. Um, yeah, and and so I took that tune and put it. Um, what? Hang on. What? So Rob this, Muldoon. So what was this? A school? Oh, thing? I don't know. I can't even remember. What I'm we were thinking doing with talent it. show. I'm thinking every other kid's doing something a bit more lighthearted and maybe fun. And little Chris Hanlon. No, I just got a whole bunch of us singing this. As men who work the railways, we will take me all the way. I can't remember it now. I. Oh. What do you mean? It's been like 37 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, but I don't. Glory, glory, fill the wagons with the cash. Glory, glory, then we'll give old Rob the bash. Glory, glory, then we'll give it all to you. Job we've got. To do. There's so I many questions. So anyway. many questions. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> no, the only other one which we did have taped and we came second on the uh, in the talent show 
was me, Jeff Penny, and Neil. Um, Did you know Jeff from way back then? No, no, no. This is not that far back. Oh, sorry. No, no, this is uh, ten years ago. Oh, okay, years sorry. Ago. Um, we got uh, we did a song for Telecom. We called ourselves um, Plight of the Phone Chords, yeah, because uh, it was a telecom event thing. And we did a Monty Python song, but changed all. I changed all the words, and I sung all that in a British accent. And we came second. So it was what came good. first? Uh I don't know, but they weren't as good as me. Uh, <laughs> Confidence is strong in Chris's performance ability. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a dance troupe came first, actually, and they were pretty good. Hey, uh, I read a story yesterday. I didn't realize this. So Kim.com is a doomsday prepper. Does that surprise you? Well, he plays that um, war game on, t- on, the, on the computer. So, yeah, no, not really. So he, he, uh, he's down at Wanaka at the moment before he gets extradited to the US or whatever's happening there, which he's not allowed to talk about. But a reporter went down there and uh, he was talking about how he'd have it all set up. And uh, he doesn't quite have as much money at the moment, but he is about to release Kimcoin, I think it is, a Bitcoin oh, cur- cryptocurrency. And once he makes his money back, he will be building his underground bunker with um, enough provisions for about 30 or 40 people. And uh, he is uh, run a whole bunch of statistics and things like that. And he's pretty certain the world's going to end when World War Three kicks off. Um, doesn't know the exact date, but... But uh, before Trump gets out of office, presumably. No, well, <laughs> no, he seems to think uh, within at least 30 years, like we're all doing. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I grew up with um, World War Three was imminent, and we through were the Cold going, War, right? yeah, and we were all going to die. I was absolutely sure there was no way I'd live to be thirty. Um, yeah, and, and here you are, and here I in am in the podcast Holy... studio. Yes, yes, sharing my wisdom with you guys, sharing something with us. <laughs> um, this is a sort of a sad story, so I didn't really want to do it at the end. Are we finished now? Are we got a bit of time? Or uh, we've got about seven minutes left, Chris. Okay, this is sort of a bit sad. Um, it's um, It was from Stuff. I, I read the whole story. Um, I've got the link here. So I've, I've titled it, my thing here, What's a Life Worth in Flaxmere? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I actually went through and read that last night just to make sure someone uh, knew what was going on. Yeah, but uh, so it's the, the murder of... Uh, What's his name? Sandeep Dima. On his 31st Dima. birthday. Yeah. Um, and basically this chick wanted a car or wanted some money, really. Um, and so she was meeting guys on Tinder. And it sounds like the way you read it, it sounds like she's targeting Indian men. Or did I get that wrong? Or they just, two of them happened to be Indian. Uh, it just happened to be, I think. Yeah. But probably. I, yeah. Um, I mean, targeting Indian men on Tinder would be strategically good but i don't think she had a lot of strategy so yeah it's no there was just, no strategy no so anyway so she um she got this guy on a date and he didn't have a nice car so she got a ni- another guy on a date and he had a nice car and she was organizing with her quote unquote cousin who's not related. they don't know what the relationship is and she's yeah. only known him for a short period of time um and to kill the guy so that they could take the car and sell the car, so they get some money. Yeah, but that um, first guy clicked on. And the first on. guy went, this is a bit weird. She's only interested in my car yeah, yeah. and didn't turn up for the date. So they went to the second guy and got a Paso. Was that what it was called? The, oh, it's that, like a little Mazda 
It's a little bit like your car, right? Yeah, a little tiny old person's car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like your one. Um, so, uh, yeah, which she failed to sell for 900 bucks. Because um, the person she was trying to sell it to thought it was all a bit fishy. Yeah, it was, it was too good a deal. Yeah. And I assume she didn't have paperwork. At all. Yeah. So, But they killed this guy for the car. It's- but, but it, it, yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, I mean, it's a real sad story, but you read it, and it was just... He pulled over, pretending he was going to go for a pee. He stabbed the guy in the heart in the back and did all this stuff. The guy, the Indian guy who died, managed to get back over the fence. So he wasn't dead at that point. They realised he wasn't dead, so then they went back, stomped on his head a few times, and then drove off. Then I think they went back and kicked him a few more times. Yeah. And it's just, what, what, how do you think of someone like that when it's just, it doesn't matter? And, and their parents, and I, I'll, I, well, the family and parents of the victim was really upset with the sentences. And I have to agree, 11 years for her and 12 years for him. The sentences are stupid. It, it, for, for murder. And at the age that they're at. And that's a life sentence here in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be out when they're 29. 29 and 30, I think it works out. Or so 29, 32 or something like that, which is not really old. I, I'm going to say it's not old at all because I look at 30-year-olds as young people now. Uh, that's right. Because Chris, <laughs> Chris is crazy old. Uh, so, you know, like that's... That's not on. Um, yes, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, it's worth having a read of the story, but I, I've got to say, because we had a, uh, there's been a couple of stories lately of uh, women being attacked um, and getting away by punching their assailants and, and that sort of thing. So for around about 15 years, I taught women self-defense. Yeah. And that was one of the main things is that, is that you've that- got to pick your moment. Yeah. But you don't go along with whatever they're doing because they're going. Any assailant will get you to go along to the point where they have full control, where you have no options. So that might be tied up or in a room that you can't yeah. get out of or whatever. So at the earliest opportunity, you need to you know strike strike hard. So because they're not their expecting mind, it, like, are yeah, they? They're not expecting it, and their mind it's like. Oh, this is too much trouble. I'll try something else. But you just got to be hyper aware about these sorts of things. And um, I may never use Tinder again. I mean, you barely use it <laughs> now. Um, I mean, you, you've only just checked your email. You told me this morning and realized something from about five days ago had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Jasmine's no longer with the TEDx recur. I'm sort of gutted about that. I really am. Um, and she'd better turn up for the event itself because if not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pursue her and beat her up. Yeah, uh, not really. What? No, not not really. I'm just saying. no. Don't say that. <laughs> um, no, no. She but she better get to the thing. I'm, I'm really because so uh, just so you know, the Jasmine was our project manager for TEDx Recurra this year. She's done a great job. It's uh, getting stressful at the moment. I think she's got other things going on, and so she stepped down, um, which is a shame. And um, but she better turn up on the day for the actual event. And yeah, enjoy it'll the be. Event. It sh- hopefully, yep. should be good. Looking forward to it. Uh, have you got your ticket yet? Because tickets to TEDx Ruakura are available at tedxruakura.com and they are still early bird for a few more days. So, a few more days after this is published, basically to the end of the month, end of July, I believe. 
It's on Early Bird. Get those tickets. Come in. I'm uh, at this point. I'm going to be MC, uh, co-MC, me and uh, Pamela. Um, so I'll be there. I'll be on stage. I'll be happy to catch up with people in the breaks. And if you get in early, get a VIP ticket um, because we're going to a undisclosed pub afterwards. You um, also you speakers. You also get a free barista beverage before the event starts. I just saw. And we may even be. Oh, yeah. I, there might be other giveaways. I, I can't really talk about that because I'm not organising that. There's some great speakers. Lush Monster will be there. His whole company's coming along. Um, awesome. So I think Nat's coming up from Christchurch for that. I'll be um, there. Sam will be there. He hasn't bought his ticket yet, but we'll have to work that one out. Um, I thought I was getting a free ticket. <laughs> uh, Quentin, I know you're listening. <laughs> Can you weigh in on hey, this one? come on. Past speaker, give me a ticket. <laughs> I think you get a half price actually, but um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, and yeah, so TEDx Rokura, it's going well. I was just saying to Sam just before the recording of this actually that I wish we had a documentary crew following TEDx Rokura this year. There have been so many dramas. There's been so many dramas every year, but um, this year it's less toys being thrown out of cots dramas. Um, yeah, just twist, <laughs> twists and turns. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pitch that. Quentin, uh, for next year, um, we we might have to see if we can get a doco crew following it because I think it would make a great documentary. Anyway, that's pretty much us for this show, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Chris has done a hand clap for some reason, but uh, that does bring us to the end of this episode. We've been planning what we're doing for upcoming episodes uh, leading into the 200th, and um, we're hoping to be at Armageddon and uh, a few other bits and pieces as well. And there's going to be a couple of weekends where we're away. I'm going to Noosa for the Noosa International Film Festival we talked about before, where I might catch up with Jamie. Um, Sam's going down south again. Uh, and a school trip. Going on the school camp. Oh, the big school trip, <laughs> which which will have loads of stories when he gets back from. How many kids are going with you? Uh, I don't. I think it's two classrooms, so 60? 40, 50 kids. Uh, I am worried that they haven't been given any more information about this trip, but I have paid them money, so that's good. Okay, so yeah, so it's uh, for fun times in the Chris and Sam podcast. Here we will uh, keep you apprised of our movements and uh, let you know how we go. Make sure to check us out in all the usual places. Come say hi to us on Facebook. We love hearing the old random message. Uh, one of us will see it before the other. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so not into social media lately. I've been so busy at work. Yeah, it gets a bit like that. And uh, yeah, make sure to check us out. Check out the com for everything else. And we'll have some of those videos we talked about today on there, linked through there. So you can have a look and maybe even 78 poses of Superman. We'll just leave that at that. Yeah, we will. We'll link to that. So uh, until next week, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.